Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Today we're talking about how to protect yourself and your family from colds, flus, and other viruses. It's interesting because we do this talk about this time of the year. Uh, and, and what's nice is I can repurpose you know, how your immune system works and make it easier. <laughs> this year, I had to wipe out all of the information on flu vaccines, on um, a, a lot of the different studies on how dangerous and toxic some medical interventions are. It's, it's just so interesting to see a talk from just two years ago when we had more freedom of expression. But here, first, um, please subscribe, um, share, get this information out, because the more our government is taking over and restricting this information, the more we've got to get it out. Uh, now, tonight we're going to have a lot of uncensored information, more about taking our world back and making people aware of what's going on. Now, <clears throat> I recommend uh, two books. This one, Dissolving Illusions. Now, this is about disease, vaccines, and forgotten history, literally by Susan Humphreys, which is a brilliant nephrologist, and Roman um, Bertansky. Now, um, I totally recommend it. It's called Dissolving Illusions, Dissolving Illusions, and that will wake you up. Here's a quote from Albert Einstein. Great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. The mediocre mind is incapable of understanding the man who refuses to bow blindly to conventional prejudices and chooses instead to express his opinions courageously and honestly. Albert Einstein. Oh, brilliant. Okay, now all of this will be put on our site, Dr. B V I P, and we're redoing this site. The site's going to be rocking. But go to DRBVIP, and it's two ninety seven a month. And please, thank you, those that are supporting us. Um, also, go to Extreme Health Academy. Uh, I do a webinar and a bunch of other stuff for them. Uh, and I love the webinars. They're about two, three hours long, but it's amazing. Now, before we get into this, we're going to talk about germs and immune system. People are um, being forced uh, forced medical procedure without informed consent uh, in order to keep their job. Now, I want to tell you a story about a patient who worked for the government and made you know about eighty five ninety thousand a year, and they were forcing him to do a vaccine, okay, that he didn't want to do. So I told him to go to redballoon.work. That's redballoon.work. And I go in there, and these are free companies looking for free employees that, that allow you to choose if you want to get a vaccination or not. Uh, and it's just amazing. He came back to me a couple of days later and said that he'd found a job uh, just up on Beach Boulevard, so we're talking a 15-minute drive away, more money than he's making at a law firm that he really likes. So he, and he never would have left his job. He liked his job. Now he gets more money, more freedom, and it's closer. So um, go to redballoon.work if your employer is forcing you to get a medical procedure without your consent because you got to know the vaccine is not it's not a one and done 
they're signing you up for a different program. This is uh, the Chinese social credit system. But let's get into germs and disease. Okay, now, do germs cause disease? Or is disease from a weakened immune system? Now, this argument's been going on for since Pasteur and Beauchamp. We're talking the late 19 or um, 1800s, early 1900s. And so do germs cause disease? Well, we can look at this disease caused by nutrition. And we can even look at the latest CDC data that says their number for COVID deaths are about 94% off. That means almost 100% off. Um, and that everybody had 3.8 comorbid conditions. Uh, so really, did viruses, are they wiping out healthy people? No, they are not. Okay, now we can go back in history and uh, diseases that really have been reduced radically. Um, scurvy, beriberi, goiters, hyponatremia, kwashiorkor, I mean, scarlet fever, rheumatic fever, typhus, cholera, tuberculosis. All of these diseases have been reduced considerably by sanitation and nutrients. Smallpox. I mean, you know, you'll say, well, that this wiped out smallpox, wiped out polio. No, less than 20% of the population was vaccinated against smallpox. It only got wiped out when they actually quarantined the sick people. Um, and there's a lot of things that we can't go into on this one. Like I had a whole um, thing a couple of years ago on polio on on how it 95% of everybody that got polio had no symptoms. And so so let's look at this. Now I'm going to have a couple of charts. And one, um, we, we're going to talk about polio, measles, pertussis, tetanus, mumps, rubella, diphtheria, chickenpox, hepatitis B, and Hib, hemophilus influenza B. And you'll see consistently the percentage of population not harmed, not harmed by this, okay, is about 99.99% in every category. Um, so is it healthy people getting sick? So let's look at this. A virus lacks its ability to replicate on its own. Um, Fabio Romero, and, and, and this is the Institute of Human Virology, quote, it's not a living organism, it's simply a well-organized molecular parasite. 45% of your genetic information in your DNA is viral. Um, your double-stranded DNA is like a little virus hotel. A virus is responsible for two critical important functions in nature, mm -hmm. variation and adaptation. And it's the virus that's behind much of what we termed evolution. So viruses are not bad. In fact, viruses are valuable to our ecosystem. Um, and they're able to move genetic information between hosts. Um, and we're talking Andrew Holmes, microbiologist, University of Sydney. Um, yeah, that's when they had, you know, freedom down there. Um, quote, viruses are everywhere and they do not instantly equal bad. Um, we still don't fully understand how this influence and continues to influence evolution of the new species. Um, isn't that interesting? Even if you look back at the Lancet, 
Now, this was an article back in 1968. They were having problems with the dogma. The germ theory has become dogma because it neglects many of the other factors which play a part in deciding whether the host germ environment complex leads to infection. Um, even if we go back in history, Rudolf Virchow, and now he's supposed to be the father of the germ theory. And, quote, if I could live my life over again, I would divert it to proving that germs seek their natural habitat, diseased tissue, rather than being the cause of the disease. I mean, brilliant. So what do we got? We've got a system where people are doing dogmatic approaches and, and not really doing real science. It's a pharmaceutical-controlled in, uh, industry. So we have a combination of ignorance and arrogance. Now, according to the Journal of the American Medical Association, medical care is the third leading cause of death in America. And this was 20 years ago. Um, and so you've got to know the truth, um, Ministry of Truth would not have allowed that article to be published today. Now, a third of our industry, or a third of our patients, are going to be developing diabetes. Five out of six people in America die of heart disease. Um, and, and you figured the United States ranks worst of preventable disease at a 19-leading industrialized country. And this was way back in 2009. Now, I'm going to put up a couple of lists because we're talking about common cold and immune system. If you look at the pharmaceutical approach currently, it's symptom drug, symptom drug. Now, here's an article out of the Internal Archives of Internal Medicine. The title of the article is Potentially Inappropriate Medications for the Elderly. And we're looking at everything from Xanax um, to Elevil to, to Demerol, Valium, and, and the class of drugs. We're looking at antibiotics, antidepressants, antacids, pain relievers, these things have dangerous effects on the human body and human brain. So the medication does. I mean, people have a challenge. Um, efficacy. You know, if it's, is it efficacious? Is the, the, the um, damage from the therapy uh, not as bad as the benefits that you could receive? And this shows it's expressed in a number of test subjects that show a positive response. Um, and now they typically say that if you're having an, a, a drug has to be minimum over 50% effective in, before it's prescribed. Now that's hugely important because placebos are typically 20 to 30% effective. And then you have to look at the efficacy, toxicity, what are the adverse effects, what are the long-term effects, and then you have to look at the optimal dose. <clears throat> what's the minimum amount of dose that you can get for the lowest toxicity or the maximum of, uh, efficacy for the lowest toxicity? Long-term, side effects, toxic buildup, um, ethnic diversity, diverse populations, does it interact with other drugs? I mean, it's complicated. I mean, just if we look at, at some of um, the medical industry's um, ideas. I mean, you've heard of mammograms. Okay, I've got three different articles, one out of Scientific American, British Medical Journal, The Lancet. They found out mammograms 
according to the Lancet, causes six times more death than it prevents. The British Medical Journal, harms from breast cancer screening outweigh the benefits if death is caused, um, caused by treatment is included. Um, and then the Scientific American, do mammograms kill more women than they save? Uh, they say yes. Uh, so and let's look at what, what's going on in our system. Now, we know that currently the panic of, of putting masks on children, masks on adults, purelling everything, we know that some toxic hand sanitizers just a few months ago were recalled. Um, so if this stuff is supposed to kill viruses and kill bacteria, and we have 45% of our DNA is viral, would you be surprised that 18,168 reports of poison control over a kid's exposure to hand sanitizers? Now, kids have virtually 100% um, a not effective rate from the COVID virus. I mean, it's the 99.39s in a 7. That means you have to have a sick kid. So all of these interventions we're forcing our kids to do, the masking and, and the hand sanitizer, it's crazy. I mean, it's really harming kids. Now, um, and, and I, I love this, because when you see a kid who needs bacteria on their skin, they need bacteria in their gut, um, they're, they're, um, if you put something that kills bacteria, which is vital for your immune system, you can imagine it can have a negative effect on your body. And uh, I have a quote uh, by my wife that, that said, quote, when I say retarded, I mean the most retarded meaning of retarded. <laughs> End of quote. Because it is. It's nuts. I mean, to see these, these parents masking these poor little kids, I mean, you've got to know they're doing it out of love, but it's just mind-blowingly stupid. Now, we know that the Journal of the American Medical Association in 1998, they said that 106,000 people a year die from the right drug at the right time. A few years later, that was increased to 128,000 Americans die each year as a result of taking the right medication. Um, we know that 2,400 people a week die from the right drug. I, I mean, so how do we change this? Okay, right now, and I've got this chart, and it's a pathway to enlightenment. This is where their entire world's going. Um, do, okay? Um, so you do what you're told. And this is, um, you know, you take your vitamins as a kid. Uh, you may take take medical interventions, Okay, you're, you're just doing whatever the society or your authority figures tell you. Now, what happens when you want to get to enlightenment, you may start to question these paths, but um, question what you're told. Uh, like, what's the reason behind it? What's the concept? Um, what's the idea? Is passport a good idea? Is masking constantly a good idea? Should I be afraid all the time? And then... If you, you question why, why do we do um, what we do? You know, is, is a drug a best solution or is a mere immune system? Is your immune system, are you made in the image likeness of God or should be be afraid of everything? So we've got to start questioning our pathway. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to break it down. Health 
is optimal cell function. Health is optimal cell function, and your cells got to take in nutrients, produce proteins, eliminate waste products. Sickness is lack of optimal cell function. I know it seems too simple, okay? That so that pro, that cell cannot take in the nutrients, is not producing healthy proteins, and not responding to the environment. Now we've got stressors, okay? The sympathetic nervous system will elevate heart rate, elevate blood sugar, elevate cholesterol, elevate blood pressure, and it will decrease blood supply to the gut, immune system, and body regeneration. So literally, your nervous system, your perception of the environment through physical, chemical, or emotional stress will alter cell production and alter your immune system. So when, when you get high blood pressure, Okay, or type 2 diabetes or high cholesterol. Um, do, does anyone run up and say, where did you catch it? Where did you catch it? Okay, when you, when you get cancer or kidney disease or liver disease, okay, or asthma. Now, most of these diseases, there are idiopathic origin or unknown. So were you born with it? Um, is it a, are you missing a surgery? Who gave it to you, you know? Or could these diseases be adaptations to deficiency and toxicity? So, so I'm going to give you an analogy. This was one of the best analogies I've ever heard of. Um, it's, it's like trying to eliminate darkness. Now, light you can measure as photons of energy. But if you look up in the corner of the room where you're in now, okay, and you see that little dark corner, can you brush outness, or does the darkness exist at all, or is it mainly lack of light? So does disease exist at all, or is it a lack of health, or a lack of normal healthy cell function? <clears throat> so you do not, you do not get sick. You have to earn sick. That means you have to have be run down physical, chemical, and emotional stress condition. You're not going to develop um, a disease because just like everyone knows, diseases do not affect um, healthy people. Okay, now wellness, wellness is not lack of symptoms. Wellness is literally the body's ability to uh, adapt, and that's hugely important. So wellness is the body's ability to adapt, um, respond, and repair. Uh, think of this. If you move to Denver, Colorado, so you're up you know, a mile-high city, your kidneys are going to um, sense the low oxygen environment. It's going to produce erythropoietin. Okay? This is going to cause the red blood cell to increase, and your red blood cell count is going to go up. If you sit on an iceberg for a long enough time, okay, you're in a bathing suit, you're sitting on an iceberg, eventually your body is going to shut off blood supply to your toes and fingers in order to keep your core healthy. Now, your toes may start to fall off. They'll call it frostbite. So, so what is, um, is that an intelligent response? Hell yeah, because it's keeping you alive. So what kind of of toxins are you exposed to now in, in the best analogy i heard was from james chestnut talking about um, backpacks and so let's say that you have 
a little kid who's carrying around 50 books in her back backpack is she going to have some physical problems absolutely let's see a little kid has a history of ear infections so antibiotic use so poor diet um, knowing that the average 18 year old gets 72 doses of 17 different vaccines knowing that the average kid in america 54% of them have a chronic illness or disease. So this is a very, very sick group. So what do you have in your backpack? Are you, do you have a toxic lifestyle? Do you have lack of exercise, lack of movement? Are you, are you eating toxic food? Um, do you have multiple conditions like anxiety or stress or joint pain? So what is in your backpack? It gives you a shorter, sicker life. Now, um, we're going to go over a thing called atopy. Okay, now, now this is, we have to look at our population because asthma has increased 75% in the last 20 years. Allergies have tripled since 1990. Um, we're looking at childhood sensitivity to normal household elements skyrocketing, eczema, psoriasis, more prevalent than ever. So let's look at the immune system. Okay, if we look at IgG to IgE ratio, now there's immunoglobulins um, slash antibodies. Now cytokines, cyto is just a type of cell. There are two different responses and two different types of red blood cells. The IgG, this is a Th1, uh, mainly responds for bacteria and viruses. And Th2 is the IgE, and that's more parasites and allergens. Uh, like histamine response, more of an inflammatory response. Now, what's the cause of switching this ratio where you have more histamines and less viral and bacterial? Well, we know uh, toxic deficient nutrients. <coughs> so you have excess omega-6, decreased omega-3s, uh, excessive trans fatty acids, um, deficient in antioxidants, that's going to be huge. Um, we're looking at air pollution, uh, antiseptic environment, okay, and that goes on, you know, the, the Purell and all the other stuff. Well, plus, we got to look at where good bugs and bad bugs come from. I mean, normal flora, you have about two to three pounds of bacteria in your gut. And uh, the soil-based probiotics are so good for you. And with our sterile society, we're getting rid of that. Now, your immune system also develops, and you get this, this um, gut flora or skin flora from your mom, from the food, your environment. Hugely important. So what you have to do to strengthen your immune system is, one, eat more fresh fiber first. Okay, and this is going to be organic plants, living foods. Um, nuts, berries, free-range eggs and chicken and beef, small fish, avocados, water, if you, if you like animal parts. Supplement with omega-3 fatty acids. Um, I, and we're talking mineral supplement. That would be hugely important. But try and get your, your supplements um, from whole food because if you're in a stressed state, you're not going to get the absorption. Um, digestive enzymes, uh, plant-based products to balance out your pH, antioxidants, probiotics, <clears throat> stuff you've got to avoid, again, for a healthy immune system. High fructose corn syrup, completely toxic 
trans fatty acids, um, hydrogenated oils. Those things are poisonous. Genetically modified fruits, refined carbohydrates, microwave foods. And then look at your stress response. Because under physical, chemical, or emotional stress, your body goes into that fight-or-flight response. And there's a way to shut it down, to change it. So look at physical, chemical, and emotional stress. And because this changes heart, digestion, reproduction. So what are six essential nutrients to keep alive? Movement is a nutrient. Sleep is a nutrient. Sunlight, whole food minerals, probiotics, omega-3 fish oils, and chiropractic care. I mean, literally, you need um, uh, to take in nutrients, have good movement, everything. Now, some of the most, so yes, chiropractic care gets you out of the sympathetic dominant or stress state. Omega-3 fish oils, probiotics, whole food supplements, whole food minerals, sunlight, movement, sleep. And then we have a number of substances that, that are ideal, particularly in the environment we're in now such as iodine. <clears throat> now, you've got to do iodine every day. It's so important for not just metabolism, but also for how your body works and, your, and to prevent exposure from the fluoride and chlorine. Zinc, incredibly important. Um, zinc works in harmony with um, iodine, apple cider vinegar, and quercetin. But iodine, a couple of drops a day, depending on it, and Lugo's iodine is one of the best. Um, zinc, absolutely essential for your minerals. Quercetin, now this is a flavonoid um, that's, that's fantastic. Now, quercetin with zinc together is one of the most important things to help your immune system now. Um, activated charcoal is the best, but they have supercharged C60, which is even a, more amazing than just the activated charcoal. Um, pyroliquine, um, it's called PQQ, uh, pyroliquinine, and this is a powerful antioxidant, and it's just called PQQ for short, um, and fasting. If you're talking, if you can fast two non-consecutive days during the week, that is incredible. I fast every Tuesday, so from Monday, I'm not eating until Wednesday at lunch, so what can we do to, to clean up, to heal your immune system? As weird as it sounds, we've got to clean up the food system. That means you should be eating exactly what your great-great-grandma ate. Uh, so that means healthy farming practices. Now, this is going to be a challenge coming up because they are going to have another um, uh, event because that's how you train a population, give them a little freedom and take it back. But we've got to eliminate concentrated animal feeding operations. We've got to eliminate monocrops. We've got to eliminate subsidized for environmental destructive practices. And this is how we clean up the food system. Farming practices should utilize healthy soil. And this means that we're doing um, good animal husbandry, but also we need that fertilizer in order to expand. But fertilizer uh, fed with, you know, that are processed through animals who have been given drugs, steroids, antibiotics, that's not healthy, um, healthy poop. 
we got to clean up health care. This means you got to have the freedom to choose your own medical procedures. Vaccine, we should clean up medical education. So the pharmaceutical industry is not only responsible for their products, they are not responsible for the medical education. So we can have free, independent thought in the schools. The environment, energy-efficient farming, break away from petroleum-based energy. But that's break away, not stop completely like our crazy government is doing now. Um, petroleum is in every plastic. It's in, it's, it's in everything. It's in wind turbines. Uh, so we, we, you can't interrupt the flow until you've replaced the need, which um, you know our country is insane right now. In politics, imagine if the government had a balanced budget, affordable campaigns, our military was completely defensive, it increased local control of education. Now, I put this up a few years ago. I had no idea that our military would be broken down and that education would be teaching critical race theory. It's mind-blowing. Um, and then infrastructure. Okay, this is like take um, the savings less from the government. Okay, invest in water, transportation, and energy. You know, all the stuff our government should do. So the five things to help our immune system and our country is clean up the food system, clean up health care, clean up the environment, clean up the politics, and clean up the infrastructure. And you will get better. You were designed to live on this planet. Now, all of this is going to be placed... Um, on our site, on YouTube, on Facebook, as long as they'll allow us. Um, we've got to get this information out there. This is uh, absolutely vital for our world. Um, freedom of thought, independence of thought, and freedom of expression, along with freedom of medical procedures, uh, should be a basic right that can never be separated from you. Let's call it inalienable rights. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.